This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Everybody, it is Sunday morning. It is August 6th, 2023. I am Vince Russo, and this is a little show by the name of Glass Onions. And all you have to remember is the walrus was Paul. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the zany, the crazy, the bizarre world of glass onions. I don't like to call this a conspiracy show because it really isn't one of the main reasons being we don't get into really heavy topics. We get into fun topics and interesting topics and topics that really shouldn't hurt anybody. Um, I have a very, very interesting story today, bro. You guys know me as a Beatles fan, um, but I got to be honest with you, man, right behind the Beatles, my entire life has always been the beach boys, man. I've always been a huge, huge fan of the Wilson brothers, bro. I got to experience the beach boys with all the Wilson brothers alive back in the day. Um, yes, man, I, I, uh, I went to uh, several beach boy concerts back in the seventies. I went to beach boy concerts in the eighties. I've been to beach boy concerts in the nineties. Um, the last time me and my daughter, it was probably about three years ago, man, here in Denver, we went to see Brian Wilson and the zombies. And I got to be honest with you, man, the uh, zombies were absolutely awesome. Man, bro, I walked out on on Brian Wilson, bro. You know, Al Jardine was there with him, one of the other original Beach Boys, and and it was horrendous. It was absolutely horrendous. Um, he was horrendous, um, and I could not sit there and just watch him perform like that. So uh, that was the last time I saw them, and I'm sure won't be seeing them anytime soon. I don't even know if Mike Love is performing anymore. I have no idea. But yeah, bro, the original Beach Boys, you know, are gone. Um, you know, Carl Wilson, um, Dennis Wilson are deceased. They're done. I, I mean, they're, they're done. But in their prime, make no mistakes about it, bro, they were iconic. Uh, and when when Pet Sounds came out, they were literally there one, two with the Beatles. Like that is an absolute shoot. Their popularity during that time was sky high, man. You know, they started, bro, their, their stories with the Beatles are very similar. Uh, they started very simple at the beginning with, uh, you know, beach songs uh, and car songs and hot rod songs. That's That's who they were. Everything had a beach theme, surfing safari, surfing USA, catch a wave, the whole nine yards. But then uh, Brian Wilson pulled himself off the road 
because he wanted to concentrate more on the music. And that's when they made the change. Um, like I said, man, right around the uh, Beach Sounds album with um, uh, Good Vibrations, uh, they they literally changed and and grew up and became a much mature band. And I think they did some of their best work uh, during that era. Uh, at around the same times the Beatles were doing, you know, Sgt. Pepper. So this was a band that really transformed itself over the years. But what a lot of people don't know is there is a tie with the Beach Boys and more specifically the late drummer Dennis Wilson, who um, tragically drowned um, in the prime of his life. Boating and drinking will do that, bro. Um, but um, there is a tie to Dennis Wilson and Charles Manson, which is a very, very interesting story, man. I have studied this over the years. Uh, and this is pre-Sharon uh, Tate murders. But Dennis and Charles Manson, were best buds, bro. They hang out, they hung out together at the house, bro. And that's what I want to talk about today, man. And I found a great article on the site, allthatsinteresting.com. And this was written by Katie Serena. This was published June 17, 2019, about um four years ago, bro. But it doesn't matter, it's timely. Uh, the story has not changed. And the uh, the title of this is Inside the Manson Family's Wild Summer at Beach Boys drummer Dennis Wilson's house. And yeah, bro, this is all based on fact. Uh, bro, listen, uh, Charles Ma- Ma- uh, Manson wanted to be a songwriter, bro. And he wrote some good songs. A lot of people don't know that, but that's what we're going to get into here today. Right here, bro, on Glass Onions. Yes, see, uh, a commercial should have inserted there, but I don't have a commercial to insert. So I'm going to cut the music, and I'm going to get to the story. A year before Sharon Tate was murdered, Charles Manson was living in quite anonymity uh, uh, making music in the home of Beach Boys drummer Dennis Wilson. Dennis Wilson didn't like to talk about it. In the summer 1969, while the nation was thrown into a fraught state as Charles Manson was arrested for the murders of act- actress Sharon Tate, her companions, and supermarket executive Leno LeBianca and his wife, Dennis Wilson was asked repeatedly to discuss his relationship with the madman. As the Manson family trials unfolded and their morbidly confused followed along, captivated by the charismatic leader of the now infamous cult, Dennis Wilson could hardly avoid the pressing questions about the time Manson spent in his home. So once... The truth came out about Charles Manson. Dennis did not want to talk about that. And for good reason, as we are about to find out right here on Glass Onions. For months, 
The case dominated the airwaves, illustrating the stark cultural dissonance between the free-loving flower child 60, children 60s and the drugged-up the degenerates, and Dennis Wilson had to hear it all. It's not surprising that Dennis Wilson didn't want to talk about it. After all, how could he explain that he had once tried to make the country's most infamous, infamous murderer into one of the Beach Boys? Yes, that is how deep it went. Here is the Wizard Man. This is the story of Dennis Wilson and Charles Manson. Way back at the height of the summer of 68, the Beach Boys were riding a wave like no other. Since their inception seven years prior, the band had managed to create an entirely new sound, fusing jazz harmonies and laid-back California style. Their 1963 song, Surfing USA, was a massive hit, and several of their albums topped the charts. But in 1968, they were on a downward trajectory. Their two 1967 albums, Smiley Smile and and Wild Honey, were their worst-selling albums to date and received a tepid reception from the music grids. Bro, Smiley Smiley was like an experimental album, and that's when uh, Brian Wilson was uh, really going through uh, severe, severe, severe drug issues. I'm not making up any excuses. But uh, yeah, bro, Smiley Smiley was really an experimental record and uh, it bombed. It did not did not do well at all. While the band had generated somewhat of a reputation as a wholesome family unit, four of its members were related by blood. Several members struggled with substance abuse. Brian Wilson, the band's leader and main songwriter, began to withdraw and came to real to rely more heavily on cocaine amphetamines, and psychedelics. The British invasion of the 60s, where fans turned to rock and roll bands like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Who, over surfer rock, hurt the Beach Boys album sales tremendously. In this slow period in the band's history, one member managed to make a name for himself when he played host to a smooth-talking, long-haired, yet unknown rock star he knew Simply as Charlie. And of course, Simply Charlie is none other than Charles Manson. It seemed that Dennis Wilson, middle brother of bandmates Carl and Brian, had a habit of picking up more than good vibrations. In the March of 1968, Wilson was driving his burgundy Rolls Royce through the hills of Sunset Boulevard when he picked up two hitchhiking women and dropped them off at their home. Now, guys, I want to say all this is true, man. All this is documented. This sounds like a fairy tale. Sounds like it's, um, you know, could, could have been doctored. No, this is all documented. Months later, he picked up the same two women. This time he brought them back to his place in Pacific Palisades. The woman began to tell him about the man they were staying with, a mystical musician named Charlie, who had been serving as their spiritual guru. Wilson, a self-destructive, fame-addled, good boy gone bad on the heels of a nasty divorce, was immediately intrigued. Late that night, 
When Wilson arrived back home after a recording session, he was greeted at the door by none other than Charles Manson. Recognizing the fear on Wilson's face, Manson got down on his knees and kissed Wilson's feet. Do I look like I'm going to hurt you, brother? Manson asked. Can you imagine that, bro? If if, uh, Dennis Wilson knew then what eventually would come out about Charles Manson, can you imagine? It only took one night for Dennis Wilson to fall into a trap that a dozen before him had too. He might have been a future murderer, but one cannot deny that Charles Manson was charismatic. You know that, bro. You you hear that about uh, Manson all the time. Very very David Koreshish. Uh, these 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 cult leaders. Uh, have a lot in common, bro. With just a few hours and single joint, Manson convinced Wilson that he was the real deal. What do they say, bro? Drugs will uh, do that to you, bro. Yeah, it's not a, it's it's you know, it's not it's not a healthy story that drugs are involved in this family. According to the biography of former Manson family member Diane Lake. The two got along immediately. This is what uh, Diane Lake had to say. Dennis and Charlie hit it off right away, which is not surprising, giving Charlie's skills at ingrating, ingratiating himself with strangers. Dennis, in no rush to leave, hung out for a while, smoked some pot with Charlie, and listened a bit to Manson's music. It was obvious from the start that Dennis liked the girls and admired Charlie's harem. We sat at Charlie's feet and looked at him lovingly as he sang and played guitar. We made sure Dennis saw how much we idolized Charlie. We knew that was our job without Charlie even having to tell us. From then on, Wilson wanted to be a part of Manson's world. He introduced him to friends, to his family, and eventually to his beach boy bandmates, hoping to integrate him into their musical family. So, yeah, bro, this this is no joke. Uh, Dennis Wilson bought into the aura of Charles Manson. I mean, bro, he's introducing him to the rest of the band, Uh, you know, his brothers, his cousins. Let me continue. This is Charlie, Wilson would say, upon introduction. He is the wizard, man. He is a guess. Over the next several months, Dennis Wilson spent innumerable hours with Charles Manson and his groupies, even going so far as as to move them into his home. Whether he understood the ramifications of his hospitality or was simply under a spell, Wilson was a Manson fan. Within the confines of his secluded home on Sunset Boulevard, Wilson and the Manson family played music, dropped acid, and engaged in group sex. Wilson spent much of his own money keeping the family afloat, feeding them, bringing them to doctor's appointments when a gonorrhea outbreak hit. I'm sure, bro, if uh, we are having, um, if we are having a, Sex parties, uh, gonorrhea is going to be involved. Now, guys, I'm going to play a little clip for you. How long is this clip? 
I'm going to play a little audio for you. Uh, this is uh, Mike Love of the Beach Boys talking about his strange encounter with Charles Manson. Let me play a little audio for you here, bro. In the 60s, uh, Dennis Wilson, a member of the band, mm-hmm. had an encounter with, with Manson. And you did, too. Of course, Charles Manson's one of the most notorious killers yeah. of, of the 60s. Tell me a bit about your encounter with Charles Manson and how that affected you. I only recall meeting him once. That was when we were invited to Dennis's home to have, have dinner. And what if the Manson family tried to get into the shower with you, right? No, what it was is... Okay, so so Mike Love is confirming the story, bro. So let's find out what this story is all about. We had, we had dinner, and then they uh, adjourned to the a den, and Charlie turned on the strobe light and passed out. It's supposed to be LSD, which I never had, so I declined. And um, I didn't join in that party. There was, we were the only people. Bruce Johnson and I went for dinner at their invitation. Bruce Johnson is another original member of the Beach Boys, just so you know. And we were the only people with clothing. There you go. That uh, that confirms the uh, the sex capades, bro. It was, it was rather unusual. So... So I just, I, I, I left, I didn't get involved in that whole mess and uh, went to take a shower because it had been a hot day. And we were on our way back to the studio and this girl came into the shower and then Charlie Manson shows up and says, you can't do that. I said, excuse me, you can't leave the group. I looked at him like was Charlie Manson stare. It was not good. And I, and I got out of there as quickly as I could. And on our way back to the studio, Brian's house where we were recording. Uh, I said, well, Dennis, you really have an interesting character on your hands now. So that was my only time that I had any interaction with Charlie. All right. So there you go, bro. Mike Love confirms everything that's been said in this story so far. Uh, More to Manson's liking, Wilson booked recording time for the cult leader at the Beach Boys home studio. Wilson thought his music was exciting and hoped to record songs with him and the rest of the band. The rest of the Beach Boys, however, were not quite as beachy keen on Manson. Brian Wilson, the leader of the group and oldest Wilson brother, took an immediately immediate disliking to the man. Thank God and flat out refused to work with him. Whereas Dennis Wilson found Charles Manson's music to be exciting and wild, the rest of the band and the production team thought it was wildly out of tune and wrong for the Beach Boys' smooth California sound. As summer came to a close, tensions came to a head. During a recording session, Manson found out that the producers had altered his music and that Wilson's team was trying to make his sound fit with the Beach Boys. Negotiations got tense and ended with Manson pulling a knife on a producer. Here we go, bro. There you go. Crazy. This is a crazy story, bro. But like I said, man, this is documented and this is very, very, very true. That would be the last time Charles Manson and the Beach Boys got together in the studio. Following the knife-pulling incident, the rest of the band urged Wilson to cut ties with Manson. Before he did, he made one last reckless move. Oh, boy. In December of 1968, the group recorded Never Learn Not to Love 
on the B side of their Bluebirds Over the Mountain single. Little did the eager listeners know that the song was once known as Cease to Exist and was originally penned by Charles Manson. When the song was released, it was renamed and the sole writing credit was given to Dennis Wilson. Bro, could you imagine if Dennis would have known what the F he was dealing with in Charles Manson? Bro, he's stealing Charles Manson's music and putting his name on it. In the days after the song was released, Wilson awoke to find a bullet in his bed. Manson would later take the responsibility. I gave him a bullet because he changed the words to my song, Manson said. In fact, it was Wilson who introduced Manson to Terry Melcher, a music producer and son of Hollywood legend Doris Day. Manson was in a car one day when Wilson dropped Melcher off at his house at uh, 10050 Cielo Drive, the house that was later rented by actress Sharon Tate and director Roman Polanski. After Melcher rejected Manson's music in June of 69, Manson had his revenge. To spook Melcher, he ordered his family to murder everyone at 10050 Silo Drive, setting off the most gruesome mass murder of the 60s. The one saving grace of Manson's hold over Dennis Wilson was that it was fleeting. In the months after the incident at the studio, the Manson family moved out of Wilson's home and took over Spawn Ranch, 20 miles north of Wilson's house, where they would go on to plan their legendary murder spree. A year after the freewheeling summer on Sunset Boulevard, a group of Manson's followers murdered the actress Sharon Tate. Despite the running with Manson besmirching their image, the Beach Boys would go on to sing their way to success while crooning about Bermuda, Bahama, and oh so many pretty mamas. But the band continued to have its fair of trouble. Some attributed to Dennis Wilson's subsequent spiral into drug and alcohol addiction to his guilt for introducing Manson to the Hollywood scene. In 1983, homeless, drunk, and separated from his teenage wife, 39-year-old Wilson drowned off the shores of Marina Del Rey. Wow, bro. I didn't realize 39, he was young, man. Despite being asked about his Manson connection dozens of times by the curious press, Wilson vowed never to speak about his time with Charlie Manson again. As long as I live, I will never talk about that, he told Rolling Stone in 1976. Wow, bro. What a bizarre, bizarre story. Man, bro, this 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 murder spree with the Manson family could have actually began with Dennis Wilson. I mean, if 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 if, if um Charles Manson is leaving a bullet in his bed, he could have left a bullet in his head. Um so wow, very very bizarre 
very scary. Bro, you got to almost wonder if that really affected the psyche of Dennis Wilson later, you know, later on in his life before he died and really led to that downward spiral, man. I'm sure there had been a feeling of guilt of him literally housing the Manson family and taking care of the Manson family uh, only for them to go on and create these these murders. Bro, you, you talk about being canceled. Can you imagine today, bro, with all the headline news and when Dennis Wilson's relationship would have come into the forefront um, of media, he, the, the Beach Boys would have been dead. The Beach Boys would have been absolutely dead and finished. But that was a different time. But I would have to think, bro, that uh, that definitely would had to affect the life of uh, Dennis Wilson following, you know, the the murder of Sharon Tate and the people at that house. Well, guys, there you have it, man. I don't know if you knew that before, but that story has always, always intrigued me. Very, very, very interesting. There is a lot more on the Internet. If you want to check it out, feel free to. Also, guys, any topics you have, man, feel free to send them to me at officialvintrusso at gmail.com. This has been Glass Onions, boys and girls, and I'll see you next time.